a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The Tyan Cluster, 25,000 years ago the center of the galaxy's mightiest civilization, under the rule of the legendary conqueror Zim the Despot. Today, a hinterland, a humiliated puppet state of the Galactic Empire. But above Zim's homeworld of Argai and the opulent floating palace, King Ulub dreams of restoring Zim's dominions with blood and steel. Now is the time for corsairs and privateers, for rogues and empire builders to answer the call and seek death or glory among the stars as the Pirates of Tyan. In the floating palace above the planet Argai, about two dozen adventurers have gathered in response to King Olib's call for people who will help him restore his dynasty. They are waiting on the parapet of glory, which is festooned with artwork of thousands of generations as they sit and wait. Let's meet three of them right now. First, let's meet... Uh, DV Zero, who is being played by Aaron Nuttall. Aaron, tell us a little bit about DV Zero and why your droid has become a, pi a pirate. DV Zero uh, looks like he just stepped off of a Academy Award statue, um, bronze in color. He's wearing a zip front green leather jacket, um, and. Uh, he became a pirate because he was originally commissioned to uh, serve spice for trillionaire jerkwads, and he is now on the lam, uh, hoping to be his own droid and do as much harm as he can to all the rich jerkwads of the galaxy. Excellent. Now, let's meet Tilka Sapasox, the Rhodian demolitionist who is joining the crew. Uh, Victoria Horn, tell us about Silka and Tilka, rather, and why she's decided to become a pirate. Silka has come from a long line of bounty hunters, grew up with a lot of violence in her childhood, uh, as, as true Rhodians do. She stands at a whopping five feet tall, <clears throat> mostly greens, a couple a couple little burn marks here and there, a few flecks of yellow from some dead skin that, you know, may or may not ever grow back. It's fine. And, uh, you know, pirating just sounds better than bounty hunting, right? It's, it's a lot more cut and dry because if I need to go steal something, I just go take it. And it doesn't matter if it's alive or dead. I take what I want, take what I need, blow up whatever I don't want anymore way, way more straightforward than trying that, to be a bounty hunter. That is an admirably simple lifestyle. And let's say hello to our special guest, Sonia Kuhn. She is playing Gira, the Lepi mechanic. Uh, Sonia, tell us a little bit about Gira and why she's gone into piracy. Gira, uh, she is a tall, lanky, um, rabbit-like creature um she like rabbit like creatures are want to do she is part of a very large family and uh being the youngest and a little bit of the outcast she never felt like she really fit in um didn't want to be part of the family farm had some squabbles with some of the siblings uh but while she before she left the family, she did pick up some skills and um, found that she could 
be a lot more useful uh, pirate, pirating around as a mechanic on ships um, than she could be on the farm. So now that we have met three of these characters who are going to find work as pirates for King Olab, let's have a look around the floating palace where priceless masterpieces sit next to works that long-forgotten masters did to pay the rent. And where enormous oak wood doors sit ominously closed until they begin to squeak. And a voice on the other side calls out, Make way for his majesty! Too many biscuits. Oh, it's uh, it's the day. Oh, I've been waiting for this day. Get in here. Get in here. And the and the king actually comes over to you, the crew, and he starts grabbing you and ushering you over. And it's clear that the the people that work for him are not happy that he's like you know touching everybody and and uh, you know not adhering to protocol. Get in here. Get in here. And he comes and he sits. He sits down in his chair, and the chair makes an audible. Um, as his huge frame oh, sits back down into it. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Woo. First some business, and then it's time for some snacks. Gosh darn it. Listen, I know that you know I am the bumpity bump editor of Tyon, the Lord Admiral of the Star God, protector of the What's It and the Duke of the Other Thing. And uh, well, I'm sure you've heard all the stories about all of this. And I want you to know that you are here to change the future. <laughs> and he looks you all in the eye to see how you're reacting so far. Uh, that's I what I was born to. Oh, excellent, excellent. I knew, I knew that I called on the wrong. You know, uh, you know, uh, the, the head of my, uh, the head of my fleet uh, told me uh, not to call on you, but I said no. I, I think that this, this will be fantastic, the fantastically good fun. If I was young enough, I'd do it myself. But, but here's what I want. I want the our great. Uh, Tyon Cluster to be the center of the galaxy again in, in, in all the lore. And instead of paying taxes <laughs> elsewhere like they've been doing, I want them to pay taxes back so that we can grow this incredible zoo empire. You do want the zoo empire to come back, don't you? Looks at you. Yeah, of course. And taxes is the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Great. So uh, uh, my uh, folks have told me that the tag company, uh, you know, one of the galaxy's fastest rising mega corporations, they say, is uh, not been paying its taxes. And so your job is to take the Harrier, the ship of all ships, if you ask me, <laughs> and you'll see when you see it, uh, go and fetch taxes from them. That's it. <clears throat> And uh, ha having completed his spiel, he abruptly walks out of the room, uh, leaving you a little bewildered. Uh, but there are two younger people who look somewhat like him who are remaining in the entrance hall. Yes, there's a woman. Uh, she looks to be in her late 20s. She is very well dressed, very elegant. She's standing and looking at you. And then there's a uh, man who would look like he would be in his late it is late 40s, except he almost looks too perfect to be any age at all. And they're just standing there 
uh, staring at you. Uh, If I may introduce myself, young lady, young man, my name is Devo. I specialize in etiquette and protocol. I would like to know just how likely you think it is that this plan of your kings will succeed. Well, the, the woman speaks up. She says, well, well, I am Princess Rao, and I will tell you that anything that the king wishes is what the king should have. And uh, if you do well, I'm sure he will do well by you. And, the te- and uh, my father has a tendency not to say everything that needs to be happened. His plan is not for just one corporation to be received taxes from, but many of them, but to definitely start with that one so that you may prove your worth to him and to all of us here. The Tag Corporation. Yes. I assume they're a very rich corporation? Why, yes, of course. And their riches also are in proportion to the amount of taxes that they have not been sharing. And you do understand how important it is that we have our taxes so that we can feed our people and, and create the amazing part of space and then beyond into the universe that this the universe desperately needs. Oh, yes, yes. All very important. Well, uh, I believe we'll be off now. Thank you very much, Princess Rao, your royal highness. Not so fast. I I don't like the sound of this. Feed your people. Where were you years ago and when my family needed help with their farm? I am so sorry. She leans forward and she takes your your paw hand in hers, and she's very um, she's very earnest. And I am so sorry to hear about your family. You see, that's why we're doing what we're doing, so that we can help everybody who needs it, so that we can create more communications networks, so that we can know when people need it. That is exactly why we're doing this. I pull back my paw hand and look at her skeptically. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, excellent. Then you must be ready to see your ship then because that will be the next step. And the, the man next to her, uh, uh, my brother and I wish you well. And she um, refer- references the man next to her. He doesn't really say anything, but every once in a while, he, he just winces like he's in enormous pain. He did look very uncomfortable when the ship was mentioned. Yes. Point of contention about the ship here? You you good with us taking it out? I um yes, yes, I just um I uh well I uh I'm sometimes uncomfortable with the I, the idea of of space travel anymore, you know, since uh I uh, I can't, mm, difficulty, y- you know. Oh, what my brother's trying to say is, is that he's uh, very glad that you will all be uh, going into space travel because you're all very uh, capable, as I am told, and I've been looking at your files, uh, capable to take care of this task. So please, uh, l- be uh, sent to the ship now. Uh, Devo, do you think you might know the whole story on this? Um, I'd say that that is quite likely. All right, let's find out if you do. 
So four successes and two threats. You do, in fact, know the whole story here. You know uh, that Prince Herrick, this gentleman, fought in the Clone Wars, and the Harrier was his flagship. You know that the Harrier took damage during a battle. Prince Herrick was nearly killed, and that he was invisible from the public eye for many, many years. And rumor has it that the Prince Herrick that you meet right now is a clone or a machine or something that's not quite right. Hmm. Well, let me say that it is a pleasure to see you, Prince Herrick. Your deeds in the war of our fathers well, not my fathers, but the fathers of some are well known throughout the galaxy. And I must say, you are looking exquisitely well for one. Mm-hmm. And the, the, with the two threats on your roll that uh, indicate that uh, Prince Herrick did not much appreciate being complimented in that way. Mm. Okay. It is. <sighs> I cannot find the words. Oh. Oh, and he like looks, he's all wincing again, but you can see he's like, he's not, he's not happy with you. Do your no. job. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna, we're gonna go check out this ship. Right. And, and I'm just throwing my arms around the robot. I'm grabbing the little bun. Like we're heading out guys. Let's do this. Oh, but I seem to have given offense. I don't understand. There must be something wrong with my protocol protocols. And we can discuss that on the ship. We, we, we can we can scoot we can scoot all right you scoot away uh, weaving between the sculptures that litter the floors of the floating palace on the way to the hangar where the Harrier is being kept the Harrier is a consular class cruiser of the type that the our audience may have seen at the very beginning of Star Wars Episode One, That one was painted red. This one is Harvest Gold. This is beautiful. Is something. The interior of the ship is, well, it's something. It is luxurious, kitted out to be appropriate for a prince, and very comfortable, but the design is, well, it's more than a little out of date. There are red velvet walls. There is wood paneling. There are Eames chairs. There is a conversation pit. It's not exactly in style. I don't know why, but I feel incredibly comfortable in these surroundings. Why are the walls so soft? They're just... Oh. They're... And I just can't stop rubbing the furry, velvety walls. These are high-quality furry, velvet walls, and they stand up to your aggressive rubbing. I will continue to rub the walls. I am very, very intrigued by these walls. I am impressed by durability. This is amazing. Yeah, they're standing up to your little Rodian uh, suction cup fingers. 
Yeah. There's, there's no static cling even. What is this? Oh, it must be using an anti-electromagnetic force. This is so of this time period. Oh, must be made from actual hide of nerfs. It's a nerfa hide. <laughs> I need to find Thank me you. a nerf. Mm-hmm. One of you, one of you steps into the center, and like the entire, like a ton, entire circle of the floor just descends into a conversation pit. <laughs> yeah, there are uh, mirrors on the ceiling here. There are. Big, uh, brightly colored arrows on the wall that point to nothing in particular. This is disorienting. Yeah, I feel very confused by this. I'm, I'm good with it, but the mirrors are a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, have any of you ever been on a luxury ship of any kind before? <laughs> no. No, only in my dreams. I was employed, as I said, by a trillionaire jerkwad, and I did from time to time have to serve refreshments on similar luxury liners. Okay, well, if he's a trillionaire jerkwad, this is probably less tacky than the kind of ship that you're used to being on. I appreciate the restraint in the tasteful design of this interior. Yep. There are no stained glass windows in here. And for once, I'm not likely to be mistaken for the bronze-plated refresher. Hey, see, look, things are looking up, right? That's good. This is a good sign. This is a good sign. This is going to go really well. All right, Uh, Gira, you're our mechanic. Do you want to give the ship a once-over? Yes, I am itching to do that. You got one success and one advantage, which means you can tell that this ship has not been completely repaired since the end of the Clone Wars. One of the turbo lasers is out of commission, and it's not as fast as it ought to be. Uh, The advantage is that you happen to know a place where you can get some of the parts to get this thing back at running as well as it did 20 years ago. Uh, You can't afford them yet, but you know where to get them. Oh, okay, Tilka, you're right. This is looking up. This is in amazing shape. And once we get some of that tax money, I'm going to be able to make it look beautiful. Not look beautiful, but function like really, really well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can make this look beautiful. I'm, and okay. Unless you, you know what? You know what? No, I'm not going to think like that. We're going to make so much money. We are going to get rid of those mirrors on the ceiling. I like the way you think. Well, uh, might I suggest as a first step to upgrading our interior that I patch into the ship's data banks and discover... Uh, and a menu of options for where we might strike this tag corporation? You know, I've got a friend who might be able to help us out. Do you now? I do. I do. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's, it's kind of a long story and I'm, it's pretty good terms still, uh, surprisingly. But uh, yeah, I had a Thermex dealer down in uh, Belderone, actually. Stole a lot of uh, manufacturing pieces and chemicals to put together a lot of beautiful explosives that were actually just so artfully crafted. I mean, it was incredible. Um, good, good guy. I don't know. Do you think he would have the information that we need? Personally, I think so. He was very, very in tune with everything happening in Belderon. And if you know what's happening in Belderon, you, you know what's happening everywhere, right? I mean, that place is usually hopping. I have oh. often heard that said about Belderon. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's it's beautiful. They they wrote a song about it. There was some dude who was mostly humanoid who sang in this really deep voice about it often, actually. Yeah, something about uh, King of the Hill or Top of the Heap or something along those lines. It was great. It was great. Okay. I look warily at Tilka. It doesn't sound like... I'm off for going to Belderon, but I'm skeptical because you... Doesn't sound like you ended things on the best terms with this this person. May still owe him a small fee, like a very reasonable fee that I have every intention of paying back. I just haven't quite gotten around to it yet. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But but hey, we're gonna be rolling in it soon, so I'm sure he'll talk to us. And what's to stop him from screwing us over? Oh, come on. You screw somebody over, then they never get paid, right? That's why you, you break a leg. You don't kill the person, right? This is why I failed as a bounty hunter, isn't it? I look knowingly at you. Listen, buns, we got to get through this. I think I think he's our best bet. I say we go check out Belderon. Do you have a better idea? I don't. Devo? I'm just a protocol droid and not very good at these things. Although, I could probably uh, supply you with a, a detailed accounting of the current affairs on Belderon. And the rumors about criminal activity on the planet. Oh. If you just give me a moment to access my databanks. That All right. I, I'll take that as a hint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've got two successes. So accessing your databanks, you know that Belderone has a pretty heavy Imperial presence because they're it's the place where they manufacture ATAT -AT walkers. Um, so they are keeping a close eye on potential spies and saboteurs. That said, uh, lots of military personnel there mean there are the usual kind of lowlifes who like to hang around military bases. Which is to say uh, hustlers and con artists. And amazing Thermax dealers. 
Sounds like just your crowd. I mean, you know, I know more than one person there, but specifically, uh, this this guy's great. I think he could hook us up. I will take your word for it, Tilka, but I do think we may find that it rather difficult to uh, avoid Imperial detection given what an important manufacturing installation it is for them. Um, And we are on a royal diplomatic mission. Oh, and we know the reputation of the Empire for always respecting diplomatic missions and consular vessels. Absolutely. You are right, Dilka. Um, might I presume that you are the pilot and are prepared to lay in a course immediately? Don't believe I should be the pilot. Uh, <laughs> I am good at a lot of things. A lot of things. I don't think you should let me drive the ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there are a lot of off-screen personnel who are probably going to show up later in this campaign who are capable of flying the ship if none of you feel competent to do it. Um, that said, uh, our listeners might feel a little cheated if you guys don't occasionally jump in and do these jobs yourself. <laughs> oh, I will give it a shot. I'm not going to have... Uh, all the people off stage come in and start blowing up Death Stars while you guys sit in your cabins filing your nails. <laughs> suction cups. Suction. Filing your suction cups. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can probably talk you through it. I've worked on many a ship, never flown one, but... Hey, if you know, know how, how to work were. it, how yeah. hard can it be to steer it? Right? Well, actually, uh, Gira, you do have a rank in space piloting, so it looks like you do have some experience flying a ship. Oh, there we go, That's Buns. Right. You go for it. I That concussion I suffered in my last <laughs> space <laughs> flight made me forget that I know how to do this. Oh. Okay. And see here? Velvet padded walls. No more concussions. <laughs> All right, so... Come in handy. So with that, you uh, hop into the egg-shaped chairs on the bridge of the kind that swivel around dramatically and plot in a course, and we get a George Lucas-style horizontal wipe leading to the planet Belderone. Uh, You find yourself in orbit of this vast city planet, and you get your first message from Star Traffic Control asking you to hold to the customary flight path and report to Docking Bay 1783. One, seven. Oh, come on. We're barely out of the atmosphere. And, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's nothing to worry about, Gira. Just set the watership down and... Act like everything's on the up and up. Come on. We really have to deal with this bureaucracy? 
diplomatic uh, mission. If there's not a little bit of red tape, we're not doing it right. Unidentified ship, identify yourself. Oh, we are Harrier 52346. We are on a diplomatic mission. I cannot say more. All right, come on down. Why did you say that? I suppose I'm, not, I'm going on lunch break. Shh, turn off your mic. <laughs> How easy that was. Look at you. You're piloting ships. You're landing. Right? Sorry, You're landing, nice. right? Okay. Okay, we're landing. Yeah. She, I slowly steer the ship down. And this is a bigger ship than you've ever uh, steered before, and the skies are pretty crowded, but nevertheless, you're able to engage in the landing without incident because there are some dudes on the ground waving the big lights in the way that they do at airports to guide you in. It's always the dudes. And now you find yourself on the surface of Belderone in a massive spaceport. Uh, Tilka, do you know where you're going? Do you know how to find a guy on a planet that has several billion inhabitants? We uh, we want to head down towards the industrial park. Okay. <laughs> there, are, there are several warehouses. Um, I may not be able to identify the exact one, um, but I am sure that we will chat up some locals and find find them. All right. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens uh, when you try and talk to some dudes near the industrial park to see if you can find your friend. The Motley, our Motley crew exits the ship and starts walking towards them. All right, you've got one success. So the random dude that you run into recognizes the name of your friend who you still haven't named and says, oh yeah, Johnny Placeholder? Yeah, <laughs> I am uh, looking um, for, um, 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 I know, I know, um, um. Yeah, yeah, the, the, um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So um, Yavarlam. Got... Yavarlam. Yeah. I'm looking for Yavarlam. Yeah. Um, um Yavarlam. Got him. <laughs> uh he's got uh he's got a warehouse over the industrial district. Yeah. You can't, mi <laughs> you, you can't miss it. Good. And <laughs> as you arrive at the <laughs> as you arrive at the industrial district, uh you do find that you can't miss it because his warehouse is freshly painted with his name and his big smiling face on it. I forgot to mention the ego. Um, little, little full of himself, but a really, really moderately good guy. The, the, the logo says, come to Um Ums for a yum yum deal. Yeah. And not only does it have a smiling face on it, it has a photographic it has a depiction of the light glinting off his beautiful teeth and he is giving you the thumbs up 
and his hair is blowing in the wind. If you can't trust that, then, I mean, come on, who can you trust? He does look like a a most welcoming fellow. I'm excited to meet him. I stare at it with my mouth wide open. See, look, he's got that beautiful, greasy, used parts salesperson appeal. It's a good, it's a good appeal. It's glorious. We should just walk right in and ask for uh, him. I'm sure is, he's here. Is greasy a compliment in Rodian culture? Oh, it is not. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That you know, that's that's how you know we care, right? He's the kind of guy you can just be honest with. Yeah. I'll just explain that his money's coming soon, and in the meantime, we need some help. So with that, uh, you open the door and find that the walls of this warehouse are covered with posters of um, um, yum, yum, uh, all either endorsing various business products or uh, as the face of various public service announcements. Oh, and got a little more into politics than I remember, but hey, hey, good messaging. He yep, stays on uh, brief. There is one very bored receptionist here uh, who is filing her suction, her suction cups. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Um Ums, where you can get your yum yums. What can I do for you today? Hey, I am looking for Um Um. Ah, uh, he's in the back. <laughs> is it? Is it cool if we just walk right on back? And I'm, I'm just, I think we should just walk right on back. You, you know us, we're fine. And I'm just grabbing these guys, and we're just, um, once again, scoot. We're just look, scoot. look from one from one Rodian to another. Let me tell you, sis, he's not gonna be happy with you. So, uh, you know how it goes with him. It's always the same. Watch yourself. They're fine. Tempers are fine. This is fine. It's fine. Um, All right, you you guys head back to the office and uh, he has an egg chair in there that is dramatically turned away from you right now. Oh, yeah, I really like that poster of me. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know what? I need it to be a little bit bigger. Yeah, like twice as big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know that you're trying to do something for the that uh, that charity, but uh, you know what? My business. Yep, that's right. My business comes first. If you want to stay in business yourself. Oh, great! Thank you. And then uh, he uh, gets done talking on his com, and the egg turns around, and then he's like, <gasps> "I got news for you." Tilka, 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 have you come to pay me? I am waiting to see the uh, the payment hey, here. I have totally come to inform you about the status of your payment. And I just walk right up to the desk and have a seat on top of it. And this uh, this uh, um, this guy's a human and he's got uh, 
He's wearing like a purple shiny shirt that has like a little bit of a collar sticking up and he's got boots that go all the way up past his knees and he's got his hair really slicked back and he's wearing a whole bunch of uh, rings uh, and so, things. Uh, Alora, before we go on, is he wearing a vest or not? No vest. Okay, so if he is not wearing a vest, he is not a smuggler. That's nope. the rule. No, he's no no vest. All right. You mean you're here? Ah, uh, you know, you come in here and you uh, once again you were trying to get something past me. You look. I knew your father, and I told him that I would try and take care of you, but you were really pushing it, Tilka. And and my amazing associates here. How how dare I not let them come in? Come in further, guys. Come on. I, we're standing back, trying to go unnoticed. But this stumble forward. This here is the most polite robot you'll ever meet. He is a droid do do? of like. Yeah, he is astoundingly polite, oh. and uh, and this one's buns. Um, I get you can call her Gira. He just gets uh, up. From, he just gets up from the egg. He just ignores you and goes over to the droid and starts like touching the droid and marveling. Oh, oh, look at that! Oh my gosh, this is workmanship. And he starts like lifting his arms and like you know, he's not an object. Oh dear. <clears throat> They don't, they don't make them, they don't make them like this anymore. This one's a, a classic. Are you a DVO? <clears throat> that is correct, sir. I am DVO. Oh mean? my gosh. They've got parts in here that Far they haven't it. made and they haven't made since, since my, since my grandmother had her first, uh, a smelky drink. Yeah, that's right. Well, listen here, what we're going to do, Tilka. Uh, we've got one more chance. One more chance. If you come in here one more time and you don't have the payment, old man, be darned. I'm taking the droid. <clears throat> Not yet, right? Like, uh, I, I keep the droid for now. Like, a I, point of order, sir. <clears throat> you, have, you have 72 hours to bring me payment or I'm coming for the droid. Uh, Mr. Um-Um, uh... I realize that my tone is polite, but rest assured that that is merely my programming, and I have no scruples whatsoever about killing organics. Ooh, have that's, show, have that's... I showed you? Have I showed you my latest, uh, the latest product that I've been doing? And then he uh, he gets out uh, some schematics. Well, he pulls pulls out a little tiny device and he hits the button, and you see a hologram of um, the latest version of an AT-AT. I've been working on this little baby uh, with some uh, friends of mine, if you know what I mean. And uh, I think that uh, I can pretty much get whatever I want. Hmm, very interesting. Might I take a closer look at that? Nope. And he turns it off and <laughs> takes it away. Copyright is very precious. I totally understand. All we need from you is uh, is maybe a little insight into Tag Corp. I know <laughs> you've, done, you've done so much work with them. I just, you know, I need uh, I need some names and some places, and I get to bring you a lot of money. Yeah, the Tag Corporation. What are you doing messing around with them? You know, they don't play as nice as I do, and that's saying something. 
because your generosity can not be overwhelmed by anyone. Uh, listen, like I said, you got one more chance. You got one more chance. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you uh, some of the coordinates of uh, some of their latest manufacturing plants. Right? Any? Love it. Any like, uh, and that's it. 72 hours. Done. Absolutely done. If you could just, if you could just jot those down and actually just hand them straight to the droid. Um, I believe the droid is coordinating most of, of our, our mapping at this point, at least storing our locations for where we headed next. Uh, I'm going to do it like this. And he just walks over to the droid and he whispers into the droid's uh, ear hole. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Mr. Umhum. I do hope we meet again very soon. Yep. I think you'll be seeing me shortly. Less than 72 hours. Will the pirates capture a Tagco facility? Will Um Um steal Devo back to cover Tilka's debts? Will Gira get sick of being called Bun? Find out answers to these and many other questions on the next episode of Star Wars The Pirates of Tyen. Star Wars The Pirates of Tyen stars Alora Cheek, John Collette, Victoria Horn, Aaron Nuttall, and Michael Whitry. It is adapted from The Pirates of Drenax by Gareth Ryder Hanrahan, published by Mongoose Publishing. Star Wars and all associated trademarks are the property of Lucasfilm. The Star Wars role-playing game is published by Fantasy Flight Games. Star Wars The Pirates of Tyen is a Recycled Minds comedy production. <laughs>